Do inconsistencies in recording Judas's betrayal of Jesus disprove Judas betrayed Jesus and that Jesus is the Son of God? Have you ever heard someone say that Jesus Christ can be the Son of God because the Bible is full of inconsistencies? They say, if the Bible is full of lies, then how can you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? It's just another lie from the Bible. Well, there are people who are playing a shell game with you. They make these false connections and try to confuse you. In order to see any inconsistencies in recording Judas's betrayal of Jesus and whether it disproves Judas betrayed Jesus and that Jesus is the Son of God, I will need to do an in-depth comparison of the gospel recordings of this event. In doing this extensive research, I will line the gospel passages up side by side from the New King James Version of the Bible, also known as NKJV, in order to make a detailed comparison to see if any discrepancies are significant. I will put my analysis and opinions within brackets. For those who want to read the research information on biblical proof, it's a blog I was led to create, and it's at https colon double backslash B-I-B-L-I-C-A-L-P-R-O-O-F, biblicalproof.blogspot.com. Otherwise, I will try to let you know when I'm sharing my analysis or opinion. Additionally, some Bible verses use both he and him within the same sentence. I will put who is speaking and who is spoken to within brackets unless it's easy to understand from the text. This is the first of the four Gospels related to this comparison. Matthew 26, verses 10 through 20 says, But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this Gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And he's talking about Jesus, the him. And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time he sought, and that's Judas, sought opportunity to betray him, which is Jesus. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, What do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, and that was Jesus, said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them. And they prepared the Passover. And when the evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now, as they were eating, he, which is Jesus, said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. And each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written. But of him who, of him who, but woe to that man whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He, which is Jesus, said to him, which is Judas, you have said it. Matthew 26, verses 47 
through 50 further says, And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer, which is Judas, had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss is the one, seize him. Immediately he, which is Judas, went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Okay, the gospel passages relating to that from Mark are Mark 14, verses 3 through 21. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he, which is Jesus, sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikener. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head, which is Jesus's head. But there was were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She's done a good work for me, for you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish, you may do good for them. You may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has also done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray him to them. And when he had heard it, and when they had heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he thought how he might conveniently betray him, which so he is Judas thought how he might conveniently betray him, which is Jesus. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his, dis his disciples, which is Jesus' disciples, said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And he, which is Jesus, sent out two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city. And a man will meet you and carrying a pitcher, uh, meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him wherever he goes in. Say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. So his disciples went out and came into the city and found it just as he had said to them. And they prepared the Passover. In the evening, he came with the twelve. Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and said to him one by one, Is it I? And another said, Is it I? He answered and said to them, Is the one of the twelve who dips with me in the dish, the son of man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man to whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. Mark 14, verses 40 through 46 further says, And when he turned, which is Jesus, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Then he, which is Jesus, came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss 
He is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he, which is Judas, had come, immediately he began, he went up to him, which is Jesus, and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him away. The gospel passages in Luke related to this topic are starting in Luke 22, verses 1 through 14. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, which is Jesus, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he, which is Jesus, I don't mean that. So he, which is Judas, went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him, which is Jesus, to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him, which is Judas, money. So he, which is Judas, promised and sought opportunity to betray him, which is Jesus, to them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he, which is Jesus, sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. So they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? And he, which is Jesus, said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I made the Passover with my disciples? So they went and found it as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour had come, he sat down, he, Jesus, sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. Luke 22, verse 21 says, But behold, the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table, and truly the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to the man by whom he is betrayed. Luke chapter 22, verses 45 through 48 further says, When he, which is Jesus, rose up from the prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you portraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Now, all the Gospel of John passages that relate to this, John 13, verses 1 through 2. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should, be, should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, and that's talking about the Last Supper, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. John 13 18, verses 18 through 19 says, I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but this is Jesus speaking. It's all in red. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he, which is very, very significant. Because he's saying this so you will know he's truly the son of God because he can foretell it and that it happens. And so later it will make sense to him when they remember, oh, Jesus told us this and this all happened. He really is the son of God.
John 13 verses 21 through 30 goes on to say, When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And that's speaking of the Apostle John. And John's the one that's writing this gospel, the Apostle John. Then leaning back on Jesus' grasp, he, which is Apostle John, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he to whom I give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he, which is Jesus, gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, which is Judas. Then Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he, which is Jesus, said to him, which is Judas. For some thought, because Judas had said this to him, which is Judas. For some thought, because Judas had the money box that Jesus had said to him, buy those things which we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he, Judas, went out immediately, and it was night. John 18, verses 1 through 9, further says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Jesus, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when he said to them, he, Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. I think this is speaking of the disciples who fell to the ground, based on Mark chapter 14, verses 48 through 50, which says, I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they all forsook him and fled. And that was all the disciples forsook him and fled. So I think when it's saying in John that they all fell to the ground, I think he's talking about the disciples. I don't think the soldiers fell to the ground. Then he, which is Jesus, asked them again, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, that the same might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. First of all, and this is part of my analysis. First of all, I need to see if there are any discrepancies related to the Judas of uh, related to Judas's betrayal of Jesus in the four Gospels. Initially, I will look at when Judas first decided to betray Jesus. I will put the portions of the above passages that I'm evaluating below for ease and comparison. In Matthew 26, 12 through 16, it says, For I am pouring this fragrant oil on my, on my body. She did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him, which is Jesus. 
Mark 14, verses 8 through 11 says, She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Surely I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray him to them. And when they had heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently betray him. So he, Judas, sought how he might conveniently betray Jesus. Luke chapter 22, verses 1 through 6 says, Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he, Judas, might betray him, which is Jesus, to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he, which is Judas, promised and sought opportunity to betray him, which is Jesus, to them in the absence of the multitude. John 13, verses 1 and 2 says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Jesus Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Well, and this is part of my analysis, the Gospels of Matthew and Mark both say, that right after Jesus had been anointed with oil, Judas went to see the priest and asked what they could, that they would give him to betray Jesus. Luke's reporting of Judas seeking out the priest to see how much they would, he would be given to betray Jesus is similar, except that Luke didn't have this happen right after Jesus being anointed by the oil, which was told in chapter 7. But Judas is contacting their priest is in chapter 22. In the Gospel of John, it doesn't have specifics as to when Judas first decided to betray Jesus. John 13, 2 says, and supper, and they're talking about the last supper being ended. The devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. In my opinion, that doesn't mean that Judas couldn't have first decided to betray Jesus and at some earlier point, like after the woman put the oil on Jesus's head. When I analyzed this to see if any of these differences is significant enough to determine that Judas didn't betray Jesus or that Jesus is not the son of God, I would say most definitely not. It doesn't really matter if Judas made the decision to betray Jesus after Jesus was anointed with oil, right after the Last Supper or some other time. Each of the four Gospels do corroborate that Judas had decided to betray Jesus at some point before the actual betrayal. Next, I will look at the passages of Judas's actual betrayal of Jesus. Again, I will put the portions of the Gospel text side by side to more carefully identify any inconsistencies. Matthew 26, 47 through 50 Further says, and while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss is the one. Seize him. Immediately he, which is Judas, went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. 
But Jesus said to him, which is Judas, friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Mark 14, verses 40 through 46, further says, And when he, which is Jesus, returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Then he, which is Jesus, came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See my betrayers at hand. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and scribes and the elders. Elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he, Judas, had come, immediately he went up to him, Jesus, and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him. Luke 22 through uh, 45 through 48 further says, When he, Jesus, rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Jesus, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, behold, a multitude. And he, who is Judas, who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? John 18, verses 1 through 9 further says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kindron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And G Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. And again, that's, I think that's speaking of the disciples. Then they all, or women, where it told where they all forsook him and fled from Mark 14, verses 48 through 50. Then he, which is Jesus, asked them again, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, that the same might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. Let's see, the Gospel of Matthew and Mark both talk about Judas giving the soldiers a sign that they should see the person, he, which is Judas, kisses, and that he, Judas, kissed Jesus in the garden. The Gospel of Luke doesn't tell about Judas telling the soldiers of the sign of the kiss, but does say that he kissed Jesus. Luke 24 through Luke 24. 2 verse 48 says, But Jesus said to them, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? The Gospel of John says that Judas came with a detachment of troops and the officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, but does not mention Judas kissing Jesus prior to the actual betrayal. Is this inconsistency significant? I hardly think so, since it says that Judas came with a detachment of troops 
and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, which shows he was involved in Jesus' betrayal, whether he kissed Jesus and said it, and it wasn't stated, or whether he didn't. What was significant is that Judas betrayed Jesus. We could we could talk about the inconsistencies with the descriptions of those who were with Jesus. Um, Matthew 26, 47 says, And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Mark 14, verses 40, verse 43 says, And immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Luke 22, 47 says, And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude. And he, who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. John 18, verse 3 says, Then Judas Having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. In my opinion, each of the four Gospels basically say the same thing, that there were a multitude or detachment of troops, officers from the chief priests and Pharisees when Judas betrayed Jesus. In conclusion, none of these inconsistencies the ones I discussed earlier and now disproves that Judas betrayed Jesus or that Jesus is the Son of God. Furthermore, the most important parts of these passages, in my opinion, weren't analyzed above, so I will put them below. Matthew 26.10 says, For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Matthew 26.21 says, now, as they were eating, he, which is Jesus, said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Matthew 26, verses 23 through 25 says, He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born, if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? And he, Jesus, said to him, Judas, you have said it. Mark 14, verse 8 says, She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Mark 14, verse 18 says, Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. Mark 14, verse 21 says, The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. Luke 22, verses, verse 21 says, But behold, the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table. And truly the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. Mark 14 verses 41 through 42 says, Then he, Jesus, came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise and let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. John 13, 1 through 2 says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, 
that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end, and supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. John 13, 21 says, When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. John 13, 18 through 19 says, I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Remember, I mentioned that, that he told them ahead of time so that later after he had died on the cross and rose again, that they would put all this together and remember, oh, he told us that, and that they would know, yes, truly, he's the Son of God. John 13, 21 says, when Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. John 13, verses 26 through 27 says, Jesus answered, it is he whom I have, I shall give a peace of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, which is Judas. Then Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. These passages all provide additional proof that Jesus Christ, our Savior, knew that he was going to be betrayed and give his life for our sins. Who could do that but the Son of God? The most significant part is that in addition to knowing he would be betrayed, Jesus knew he would be hit, mocked, bit upon, scourged before being hung on a cross to die a torturous death. But he still went through it all for us. He did this so those who believe in him as their savior would one day join him in heaven. That's where I want to be when it's my time. What about you? Don't let people confuse you by minor minor inconsistencies. It could cost you your salvation. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.